Mexican-American pro wrestler Melissa Ventes is quoted saying, What you don't see is the struggle, the battles, and the wars I have gone through to be here, to be who I am. My guests today are three passionate and strong actors who have all overcome their own struggles, battles, and wars. They use their experiences to take the virtual stage and find ways to speak, ride bicycles, and even wrestle one another in completely separate rooms. They told us all about it before the rehearsal for the new play, Luchadora. Hi, I'm Nick Scarangelli. I'm a junior majoring in theater and English with a focus on writing, rhetoric, and literacies. And I play the role of Hannah in Luchadora. Hi, my name is Lauren Voorhees. I play the role of Liesl, and I am studying computer systems engineering. Hi, my name is Lucia Mora. I'm a freshman, and my major is uh, theater and film in minor, and I play the role of Lupita. Thanks to all three of you for being here and talking with us today. First off, let's start with this general question. What got each of you into the performing arts and got you interested in theater? For me, in my country, that's Spain, we don't really have a theater industry or like a huge theater industry, and it's not really considered something you do for a career. So I've always wanted to move to the States to actually pursue that acting career. And I want to focus on film, but I think that you cannot be a good performer unless you learn how to do theater. So that's why I got into theater. And I feel like that's the base of like being a good actor. For me, I got into theater. So I played sports my whole life. I played softball for 10 years, soccer for a long time. And some of my friends like, oh, you should do theater tech. And I was like, sounds fine. Let's do it. And then I met some people there and then I started doing improv and that led me to do, doing acting in shows. And then that was just kind of my little journey to theater. And I was like, oh, I definitely want to do this when I still get to college. Even though I'm not majoring in it, it's still something I really enjoy. And it brings me a lot of joy to my life. For me, I auditioned for a musical. It was The Sound of Music, my freshman year of high school on a dare and got cast. I actually wasn't able to perform in it because I was going to be out of town the performance dates, but that got me involved in my original high school's drama program. And then I just got addicted. And it turns out that it's one of the only things that I'm good at. And so just kind of have to roll with it because I have no other marketable skills. <laughs> I love hearing everyone's stories about how they first get into performing arts because it's either I always have wanted to do it or someone dared me and I was just bored. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go right into the show. Tell us about your upcoming project, Luchadora. Can you give me a brief synopsis about the show in general? So I interact with a lot of people who are very uh, removed from theater and the performing arts. And so trying to explain plots of plays to them is very difficult because they're just not used to how specific certain things can be. And so I just have to say, well, it's the story of Mulan, but instead of ancient China, it's 1960s Texas and it's Mexican Lucha Libre wrestling. And so a young girl has to take her father's place in a big wrestling match instead of the army. I also use the Mulan theme because it's really hard to actually explain that. But it's basically, yeah, like you've said, a girl who doesn't really know much about her life and she like keeps learning things throughout the process of wrestling and like practicing with the mask maker who is like her wrestling teacher. And she like from the beginning of the play to the end of the play, she's come from like a teenager to a young woman. And it's like all the process like with friendship and all the evolution of the characters, like it's really huge and really important. So currently, 
as everyone knows, we are living in the COVID-19 pandemic. Thankfully, we have been getting a vaccine rollout. We have been seeing a slight decrease in cases. How has that been trying to do stuff like Lucha Libre wrestling and bicycling on stage in a virtual setting when you can't really see the person you're wrestling or riding bikes next to? A lot of imagination, baby. <laughs> it's been like interesting. I mean, I'm really thankful that we're able to do a show because I was scared we were not going to be able to. And I was like, oh my gosh, my freshman year, like I'm not going to do anything. But then this came up and I think we are all experiencing at the same time and we're all learning through it. I think it's a really good story in the future to say, hey, like I performed during COVID-19 and like I wrestled during COVID-19 and people are going to be like, how did you do that? And I was like, well, we had like these tech people and like the director and we combine all of this and like we made it work. And like we have David Barker as our fight choreographer and I was so excited to work with him. And he was like, we don't know what we're doing right now, but like we're going to do something. So we made it work and like filming on stage, fighting with the dummy. I was like, wow, I would have never thought I was going to be doing that. And like the fact that I'm doing this, it's like, it's something to remember, not going to lie. <laughs> so last spring, spring of 20, I was involved in ASC's production of The Crucible, which just got straight up canceled when COVID came to town. And then this past fall, I was in ASC's production of a show called Machos, which was the first show of the season. And it was also the first show completely online. And so we were the, the guinea pig show. Instead of being in the FAC basement, as we are now all in separate classrooms, all with our own setups that were set up by the techs and man maintained by the techs, we all had our supplies dropped off at our apartments or homes. And we had to set it up in our rooms, completely rearrange our rooms and like rearrange our lives to accommodate an eight by eight by eight green screen and equipment setup. And it didn't work. And now, so going into Luchadora, when the department has had time to learn from Machos and they've also learned from the previous show, Hedda Gobbler and Hedda Tron, obviously they don't have the process down to a science, but they have pretty much found a way to make making theater online as streamlined as possible. And we're really getting to a point where we have prior experience to, or even if we as the actors don't have prior experience to bank off the text do, and the production team does. And that's a really important thing because we have people that we can go to for advice and answers. And so it's something that you don't see in a lot of other online productions. One thing I'm so grateful for the people on the tech side of things, because we wouldn't be able to do any of this without their help. And the stuff that they've done already so far is just so amazing. And I'm so grateful to be able to work with them in a way that's safe and socially distant and be able to create a good show. And it is frustrating because sometimes I think like, oh, I wish I could ride my bike on a turntable and watch the wrestlers wrestle. But, you know, you can't do that. So I just try to focus on what we can do and we're still able to make art in a safe way. Every time we talk about theater in the past year, it's been around how do we adapt and how do we change up the formula that's been in place for centuries almost. And I think it's very interesting to see how people do stuff, like you said, like riding bikes, like wrestling, doing football, like any kind of the physical, very performative activities and see them transfer to a virtual setting. Let me ask you guys this. How has it been adapting to your characters? What is something that you see 
in them that you've seen yourself? What are some things that you didn't have prior experiences with, but maybe relate to in some way? Can you guys elaborate on that a little bit more? Liesl is exactly who I was at 10 years old. Like I am very different than who I was when I was younger. I was total tomboy, always tried to play sports, always got dirty, always like fought boys and stuff. And that's exactly who Liesl is. And it's very exciting to go back to my roots and who I used to be in a way that's authentic. It's, I'm very grateful to have this person. For me, I feel Lupita, she evolves a lot around the show, as I already said. And she matures with like all the things that have been going on in her life. And I think that's something that also has happened to me. Like something happens to you and then you realize, oh, you have to fight for what you want. You have to like work hard for things that you actually want to achieve. All the process that she does to become a professional wrestler and like a world champion and all the hard work that's behind. That's like what I base on my life. I think that, okay, you can be lucky, but like you have to work hard for being lucky. I'm really happy that I have to do like this character that's also independent and strong, but like also she would do anything for her family and her friends. And I think that's values that really stand out for me as, as the character. So something I forgot to say when I was introducing myself, uh, I use she, her, and he, him pronouns. I am gender fluid. And the character Hannah that I play is a 19-year-old German immigrant who joins the football team and also enlists as a soldier and fights in the Vietnam War in 1968. And so something that I've talked about with the director, something that I've thought about on my own time is the question of, is the character Hannah completely cisgender? Are they gender non-conforming or any kind of other identity under the sun? And the consensus that he and I have kind of come to is, yes, Hannah isn't quite cis. And so for me, it's very comforting to be able to portray a character that is very much me. Because when I tell people, oh, I play a 19-year-old gender non-conforming German immigrant, they look at me and they say, yeah, that tracks. Um, and so I've had a lot of fun doing that. However, it has been very difficult because I've never had to put myself into the perspective of a bootlicker before. And there is no research material available for teenagers in 1968 who were pro-Vietnam War because everything you read about is people burning their draft cards and people protesting the war and not actively enlisting. So that's a, a challenge for me personally, because it goes against my politics. It goes against the politics of people my age in that time period. And it's something that I've never even considered before. And so I'm, I've had a lot of fun diving into that aspect of the role. I think that's very interesting because you see all these stories that take place in the 1960s and not necessarily in modern times, but in the very recent past. You don't really get to see a lot of diversity when it comes to gender identity. I think that's very incredible that you were able to find that with Hannah and very incredible that you were able to see an aspect of yourself and pick it apart in the script to very much understand her as a character. That's just amazing to me. So thank you so much for sharing that. What is something that you want the audience to take away from Luchador? What is a feeling they might have, a thought that they might have, or just a moment that you want to burn into their memory? I'm really going to focus on the actors. I think we have such a diverse group of actors. I love it. I want people to see how, aside from all that's going on, we still like 
work together like all to how working all together can make something so beautiful because i feel like luchadora it's has such a message behind it's like 1960s a mexican family a german family dealing with like all the issues that were going on in the us and like we all have our own backgrounds that we can incorporate into this because we all have seen or experienced something like that in different ways not as extreme probably but like in different ways for people to like see how things were and are and how we can make something beautiful out of it i think that that's really good i really want people to take away two messages one the first message is that girls can do anything boys can do and they could do it even better and the second message i want people to take away is the idea of diversity our show is very diverse with people from all different parts of the world in all different places. And I love how Luchadora makes that shine and really brings that to the forefront. Like Lucia's from Spain and there's a lot of people from Mexico and you can really see their heritage um, come to light in the show. And that's something that I love to see. Yeah, I definitely agree with Lucia and Lauren. A takeaway from the show would definitely just be the importance of family as well as chosen family. You know, there's a, a great scene where you have one girl who comes from a Mexican family who is comforting a girl who comes from a German family after the, the death of a loved one. And they are, you know, sharing food in a way that is very reminiscent of the way the communities are built in real life. And these people, these characters love each other very much and would do so much for each other in a way that family does. And so they are very much like found family, chosen family. And so I think that people should walk away from Luchadora with a sense of community and, you know, leaning on the diversity aspect of it. Community with people that are different from you makes you better. You know, that's uh, something that's talked about in the show. The setting of the show, the town that it takes place in is full of immigrants. And so the main character talks about how when she rode her bike as a kid, she could hear songs in Spanish, songs in English, songs in German, all these different languages, all these different cultures coming together. And I'm going to sound so cheesy right now. That's the American dream. And that's what makes America what it is because America it's supposed to be a melting pot where cultures aren't assimilated. They are appreciated and participated in, in a respectful manner that makes everyone's lives richer. Yeah, definitely. I think that especially today, it's very important to take note of diversity, to take note of people's backgrounds and just have empathy for them and treat them as human beings, as simple as that may sound. Let me ask something for Lucia really quick. What has been the biggest adjustment you have had traveling from Spain and going to America? How have you adapted to such a drastic shift in your life? Actually, there are many perspectives sometimes when I come here. It's like, because I meet people that are so welcoming. It's really interesting to see how Europe see America in this day. People were like, why are you going there? Like, are you crazy? And all that. And then other people were like, oh yeah, like that's amazing. Like you're going to have so much fun. So it was like these two per perspectives. And for me, sometimes it's been hard, not going to lie. Like it's not beautiful all the time because sometimes people don't take you serious because it, this is not your first language or you're not from here or your culture is different. Sometimes they get upset because you don't know what they're talking about and you're like, okay, I'm learning here. I like, I, I don't know what you're talking about because I've never seen it in my life. 
same as if you come to my country and you'll be like, oh, what's going on? It takes time to actually adapt to some place, but luckily ASU in general, it's very big, very diverse. You can find your place. You're gonna find people who are gonna be there for you and like they're gonna also help you adapt. And I'm really thankful that I have found these people, even if they're not a lot, but like I found the people that actually treat me as if I'm one of them. And like Nick said before, the American dream, that's why I'm here. So that's what I'm looking for. And like, I know that people still believe in it. Americans who really want that in their life and that they are showing that to like internationals. So I'm really thankful for that. Awesome. At the time of recording, we are currently meeting just before your guys' rehearsals. What has it been like moving into the performance space now, being in your separate rooms and just adjusting to the green screens, the lights and everything happening around you? Can you tell me a little bit about that experience? So when we first got in this space, we I had the green screen up and then my things got moved around and I couldn't put my laptop where I needed to put it so I could uh, virtually go into Zoom and do my acting and stuff. And I like knocked the green screen over, rehearsal blocks were moved around. Like it was just a gigantic mess and it was a really hard adjustment at first. But now that I'm feeling more comfortable in the space, it's very nice. It's been scary and, but like not in the bad way. It's been like, wow, like we're actually doing this. Cause at first you're at home in your own space and it's like seeing people on Zoom, which really sucks because I really want to like meet the team and like, even in the breaks we have right now, it's like so good to actually talk to you guys. And like, I don't know, it's like super exciting. It makes me want to be in the play even more. I love it. But like now that I'm with all of you, it's like, yes, that's why I do this. Like the teamwork, meeting everyone, seeing everyone's face, being like so happy about it. It's hard because I mean, I've never done a show like this. It's going to be hard to adapt, I guess. But like, it's so rewarding that it's going to be worth it. Pure relief. Because as I mentioned earlier, I was in the show last semester where we put the green screens up in our own homes. And that was just, you know, you wake up every morning and it's there. You go to bed every night and it's there. They had a phone camera that was constantly on and would sometimes just make noise that you couldn't turn off. Being able to come into the space and to be able to separate, you know, work from personal life is such a blessing. It's amazing. And it also is just so nice to see human beings. Like I get to walk down the hallway and there's people in the hallway. Sometimes people will knock on my door and I get to put a mask on and answer it. It's awesome. I love it. Going off what Nick and Lucia said, seeing my castmates is the most wonderful, best thing in the world. The day that we met, we warmed up outside. (laughs) Seeing all of them and feeling their energies and seeing who they are and like making eye contact, not every Zoom. It was such a thing that I took for granted and I didn't know that I could lose. And it feels really good to see everyone. Like I said, you guys are about to start your next tech rehearsal. I want to honor and value your time. So thank you guys so much for being on here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. My thanks again to Lucia, Nick, and Lauren. These three have been working hard on building their characters and perfecting their performance in a virtual setting. Be sure to catch them and the rest of the cast of Luchadora on April 16th, 17th, and 18th. You can get tickets by going to the ASU Herberger events page. For the State Press, I'm Peter Vazell.